Hey there, architecture enthusiast. Nikita Reed here, inviting you on an incredible journey through time and space with my podcast, Tangible Remnants. Historic preservation and sustainability? Let's go ahead right now and debunk the myth that they are opposites. In fact, they are two sides of the same coin, shaping our collective future. In a work environment, it has been challenging because I've had to probably do more than double just to make sure that I quote unquote fit in. But the environments that have allowed me to do me on the front end, I've been extremely successful. You look at all these PhDs, they've built that on the backs of our elders. Absolutely. What they consider themselves to be experts at is what they've worked with us to achieve. I know we have to. We have to prioritize people before products and before place. Join me as we unravel the stories of historic buildings shaped by the people of a specific era and often influenced by race and gender. These tangible remnants are windows into our past and guideposts for the future. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe now to Tangible Remnants. Let's explore the interconnectedness of architecture, preservation, sustainability, race, and gender. She sees it, she does it, she wants it, she gets it. All of the things. <laughs> Didn't but we do that? Isn't that in another episode? Namaste. Welcome to She Builds Podcast, where we share stories about women in the design and construction field, one lady at a time. This season, we're discussing the ladies of power couples. Ooh. Today, we're going to talk about Shakuntala Bhagat, the first woman civil engineer in India. Yeah. I'm Nurjiri Rivas, waiting to finish this episode so I can go make some samosas in Houston, Texas. Oh. Yeah. I'm Jessica Rogers, pining from some palak shot from one of my favorite restaurants, Rasika, in Washington, D.C. And I'm Lizzie Rar, drooling over dosas in San Francisco. Mm. I'm getting hungry. All right. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Quick disclaimer, the three of us, we're not historians and we're not even experts on this subject. We're just telling stories about the information that we find. So if we get our facts a little mixed up, forgive us, send us a comment and we will all continue learning. All right. In today's episode, we're going to get a little geeky. <laughs> I had a lot of fun looking into Shakuntala's work and inventions, and I'm going to share that with you today. Let's get nerdy. Well, more nerdy than usual, I guess. <laughs> True. <laughs> yes, tapping into our inner nerd. <laughs> Let's do it to it. The time was February 6, 1933. The place, maybe India. I honestly <laughs> could not find evidence maybe. of this. <laughs> I have no idea where she was born. <laughs> okay. Nothing said. But I think it's safe to assume it was India. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in India. I mean, India's big, right? Yeah. 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 Somewhere yeah. there. Shakuntala Joshi was born. Her dad was bridge engineer S.B. Joshi, a.k.a. father of bridge engineering in India. Ooh. He was the owner of S.B. Joshi and Company Limited. They mm. specialized in street highway, elevated highway, and tunnel, and bridge construction. 
in the civil engineering world, he was a big deal. Spoiler alert, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> at just 20 years old, she got her civil engineering degree at Vervimata Jijabai Technological Institute in Mumbai. This made her the very first woman civil engineer in India. <laughs> Whoa. And she was so young. Way to go, Shakuntala. She did her practical training in West Germany and the UK from 1954 to 1956. And then later, she got a master's degree in civil and structural engineering from the University of Pennsylvania. Degrees on degrees. Gotta catch them all. Wait, what year was it, Marjorie? Some sources say 1960, others 1964. So we're going to say early 1960s. Okay. Sounds good. So what happens next? During the 1960s, she was an assistant professor of civil engineering at the Indian Institute of Technology in Mumbai. And check this out. She was also the head of the Heavy Structures Laboratory at the university. Oh, snap. That sounds intense. Yeah, it does. But also kind of badass. Yeah. yeah, it does. Heavy Structures Laboratory sounded so legit. I looked more into it. It still exists. It's part of the civil engineering department at the university, and it houses a lot of heavy sounding machinery. I'm going to add a link to the list on the show notes because there's like this actual list of all the machines in the Heavy Structures Laboratory. Whoa, that sounds cool. I can't wait to check this out. But am I going to mm -hmm. know what the machinery is from the list? Probably not. Yeah, I probably okay. won't understand it, but I bet you it'll look cool. I'll still be impressed, but. Right? Yeah, yeah. You can Google each and every one and see it. There mm -hmm. you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually came across Shakuntala last season when I was looking for professors. So we almost learned about her last year. But then I learned about the cool firm she developed with her husband. And I was like, OMG, engineer power couple. How cool is that? So <laughs> cool. But wait, you skipped a few details. When did she get married? She has a husband. Who this? What firm? What's going on? <laughs> okay, girlfriend. Sadly, I could not find any info about when she met and married her husband. All I can tell you is that she married mechanical engineer Aniruddha Shivrapasad Bhagat. And in the late 1960s, early 1970s, they started their own firm together. Bagat Engineering. Okay. Okay. So no mute cute for now, but I'm sure we'll find out more of them now that they are together. Yeah. Okay. We'll leave that part of the story to our listeners' imaginations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the two of them were innovative people. Their idea of a nice romantic date was to sit down together, drinking tea, or maybe some nimburitas after five o'clock and observe how people moved. And from those observations, discuss what were critical societal needs. How can civil engineering improve society? Those were their romantic conversations. I see. Hmm. I love me some people watching, but this got deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's to show you that next time you see someone people watching, don't judge them. Maybe they're about to come up with something great. <laughs> Facts. Very true. Very true. I also love me some people watching. But what is a Nimburitas? Is that a cocktail I don't know about? Ooh. Okay, so Nimbupani is an Indian limeade. 
And at a restaurant here in Houston, they add tequila to it and some Indian spices that include black salt. And it's called a Nimburita and it's freaking delicious. Ooh, that sounds real delicious. I'd join that happy hour. Mm-hmm. When you come visit me, I'll take you there. Gonna have some Nimburitas together. Yeah. From their observations, people watching Nimburita research, they designed and patented a prefabricated modular system known today as the Quadricon Modular Bridge System. Enter nerd speak. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a mouthful. We're going to need layman's terms for the non-engineers, a.k.a. us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Let me break it down. This system is a series of prefabricated mass-produced modular bridge steel parts, small and lightweight enough to make transport easier for builders. They can be used in different types of bridges, different spans, traffic widths and loads. All they had to do was change the combination of the assemblies. So interesting. It kind of sounds like real life Legos. For real. I can imagine how efficient this would be. So what does mass produced plus easier than anything of its time to transport equal? Less cost and material. And labor. That's right. This was more affordable and accessible than any other bridge building technology at the time. It was totally innovative. So cool. So cool. She and her husband invented a whole new bridge construction method. Do you think they stopped there? Hell no. Never. Never. Of course not. She developed the concept for what they called Bagat Unishir Connectors, a structural jointing device which they used with their Quadricon bridges. And she developed the formula to create any capacity of Bagat Unishir connector from 20 ton to 500 ton in tension and up to 100% additional capacity when used in compression. Wow. Um, so are we going to have to sing tension, compression, tension, compression? Of course. Of course. Thank you for that rendition. Just did. Yeah. <laughs> with the arm. Okay, movements. but this connector sounds like a big deal with how versatile it could be. Hopefully, our engineers will tell us how life changing it was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, we have to reach out to our engineer friends and like totally geek out about this together. Yes. Okay. Stay tuned for a charrette. <laughs> now, like any new technology and any new startup, People didn't quite understand what the heck it was, if it worked, was it safe, would it all fall down, who knows. You know, when you try to give a GC a new detail or material, what do they do? They tell you it's too expensive, that it's dumb, and that they don't want to use it. And question why try something new when there's the other option that is tried and true. And that they already know about because they're allergic to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, we need to get them some Benadryl. <laughs> or sometimes when they agree to do it, they need to mark up the price because they don't really know how much labor it will be. If it will work, they just have to protect themselves. You know, we we understand that. Yeah. Yeah, they also need time to study the drawings and time is money. Yeah, I mean, they're taking the liability and so we're generalizing here. But to all the GCs out there, trust us sometimes. I mean, we're generalizing quite a bit. There are wonderful GCs out there. 
We appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Do you think, I mean, our audience knows what a GC is, right? We don't need to say general A general contractor. contractor. Yeah. Just in case people, GC stands for general contractor. Mm-hmm. But the GCs Shakuntala and her husband were dealing with were simply saying, no, I'm going to do what I know how to do. So at first, Shakuntala couldn't find contractors that would take on building her bridges. Governments were kind of skeptical. They thought, well, other countries aren't doing this. So how much can we rely or trust this? So you know what she did? On top of being a professor, starting an engineering firm, inventing new methods of bridge building, Shakuntala, along with her husband, also started Quadricon, a bridge construction firm that specialized in building the Quadricon modular bridge system. And they took on the financial risk of the projects. Get it, get it, get it, get it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) if you know the product and that you know it will work, then I guess it's easier to take on that financial risk since to you, it's not unknown. But dang, girl. This takes resiliency to a whole new level. I love it. How does that song go? Like, get it, get it, show them, girl. Build that bridge, do your thing. Get that business up and running. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. She's an engineer, a professor. <laughs> no, no. She's an engineer, a professor, and now a builder. I mean, she's doing it all. Yeah, she is. Their company's first built bridge was in 1972 at Spiri Himachal Pradesh. A lot of their work in the beginning came from places where any other bridge was not viable to build. A good example of this is a bridge that spans around 460 feet or 140 meters across the Shanab River near Aknur in India. The original bridge collapsed after heavy flooding and that hurt a large population. It cut off a big chunk of their supply route, so they needed a very quick fix. With the conventional technology of the time, it would have taken them five to seven years to construct. I mean, these people would have died Mm -hmm. waiting for that. Yeah. Yeah. But the Quadricon was done in 15 months at a fraction of the usual cost. Hmm. Whoa. That is so fast. I got to say that we need this bridge technology over near my job because they've been rebuilding this one bridge for so many years. <laughs> that does seem really fast, though. 15 months. That's right. So with that project and others that were built in the Himalayan region where other types of bridges could not be built, their reputation spread like wildfire. They did 69 bridges in the short span of six years from 1972 to 1978. Whoa. That's a lot of bridges. Mm-hmm. In 1972, the same year of Quadricon's first official build, Shakuntala and her husband were quickly recognized with an award from the Invention Promotion Board for their Unishir connectors. I actually really like that they were both recognized. There wasn't no Pulitzer Venturi Scott Brown funny business. Yeah, I love the equal recognition. Unlike a lot of the stories from this season. Yes, glad to hear it was drama free on that front. <laughs> yeah, it was. Maybe that's how engineers do. There's no drama. Mm. Who knows? The chicken across then the there bridge. Was Emily, Emily Robley. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that at all. Yes. 
<laughs> she designed more than 200 quadricon steel bridges of spans from around 60 to 450 feet or 18 to 138 meters. Some a little more, some a little less. That's incredible. Wow. I wish there was a study out there that showed if bridge construction skyrocketed in India after the Quadricon bridge system came into existence. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I really don't know. I have no idea. If someone listening has the resources to do this, please start a study or base your master's thesis on this subject and share your finding with us. That'd be great. Ooh, that would be a fascinating study. It would. Hopefully someone decides to do it. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> she was involved in the design and construction of hundreds of bridges around the world. We can find bridges of hers throughout the United Kingdom, in Germany, and in the United States. And hopefully I find good pictures that I could post on our show notes. So go to our show notes and find out if I did. Mrs. Worldwide. <laughs> this sounds like an <laughs> excellent scavenger hunt. Listen, listeners, if y'all want to geek out more about this system, which I totally understand if you do, go to our show notes to find a link to a paper Mr. Bagat wrote about the Quadricon and the Bagat Unishir Connector. It has a lot of information and some cool diagrams and pictures. Geek speak. Sounds like something our engineer friends would like, would love. <coughs> Jenny. Yeah, I called her. <laughs> Looking at you. <laughs> L looking at you, even though I'm not looking at you, Jenny. But you know. But you know. <laughs> not sure with what time, but Shakuntala did concrete research for the Cement and Concrete Association of London. And she was also a member of the Indian Road Congress, which is a body of highway engineers in the country that focuses on road development in India. And it exists to this day. She's doing all the things. Making things happen. Shakuntala was also a fellow of India's Institute of Engineers. Or, as Jessica says, the F is for fancy. <laughs> She's so fancy. Oh. You already know. <laughs> In 1993, she was recognized as the Woman Engineer of the Year. I couldn't find a single resource that named who gave her this award. I think it was the Indian National Academy of Engineering who to this day continues to annually award three women who demonstrate outstanding and distinguished contributions in their fields. That's awesome and well-deserved. Go Shakuntala! Shakuntala. After, Shakuntala. After a lifetime of contributions and achievements, Shakuntala passed away in 2012 at 79 years young. Sad. But she did a lot in her 79 years. I'm really impressed. And it sounds like her contributions really helped India and their transportation over the last century. Yeah. Wow. 2012? That doesn't seem so long ago. She was able to build so much. She yeah. was. Okay. So thank you for letting me geek out today. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> Let's pause for a quick word from our sponsors. Yeah, that's right. We got sponsors now. <laughs> Monograph is building a community of firm owners and operation leaders who are looking for solutions that align with their firm's values. Also, 
They're building the only cloud-based practice operation software built exclusively for architects by architects. Monograph's easy-to-use and beautifully designed software allows you and your teams to know in near real time whether you are on pace to deliver a project on budget. With Monograph, you and your team can plan project schedules, budgets, and assign roles for team members all in one place. Track a project's financial health with their unique Money Gantt, which takes your team's time and makes it simple to see whether you're on track for financial success and use their firm-wide revenue forecast to make important strategic decisions. The best part of Monograph? It doesn't require a degree in finance to use. To experience the difference today, sign up for a free trial at monograph.com. Check this out. From March 8th through March 10th, Monograph will be hosting Section Cut, a virtual conference. Here, they'll bring firm owners, operations, and project leaders together to learn from success stories and workshops how to improve their business. There's even going to be an all-day virtual career fair where employers pitch their firms. You can register today to reserve a seat by visiting sectioncut.com or check out our show notes for a link. Yeah, be sure to check out that link and head on over to the Section Cut Virtual Conference. Our homegirls and fellow podcasters, Evelyn Lee and Janine Chastain from Practice Disrupted will be speaking there. Yeah. Today, we are also sponsored by NCARB's Analysis of Practice Study. NCARB's Analysis of Practice Study is your opportunity to shape the future of architecture, to share your thoughts on how to improve the profession and how architects can work and collaborate better. Whether you're an architect or you just work with architects, NCARB wants to hear from you. So make sure your voice is heard. Yeah. So contribute to the analysis of practice study today. Sign up at ncarb.org backslash AOP. Thanks again to our sponsors for supporting our show. Now, let's get back to our conversation. All right. It's karyotid time. Take Woo-hoo. it away, Lizzie. Woo! A karyotid is a stone carving of a woman used as a column or a pillar to support the structure of a Greek or Greek-style building. Each episode will choose a karyotid, a woman who is working today furthering the profession through her work, and who ties into the historical woman of our episode. This week's karyotid is... <laughs> Leda Speciale San Vicente! Leda Speciale San Vicente is a civil engineer with a specialty in structural engineering. She was born on April 18, 1928 in Mexico City, and she was the 11th woman to graduate with a degree in engineering from Mexico. Congrats to Leda. This reminds me of our episode 16, Lady Concepcion. She was the first civil engineer in Mexico. And we can recall from the episode how important engineering is for this sinking city. Yeah. Leda became one half of an engineering power couple when she married fellow engineer Ignacio Guzman. He was always totally supportive of her and her career, despite the chauvinism that was normal at the time. Love to hear it. Way to go, Ignacio. Yeah. Leda started her career in the government sector, but the majority of her career has been spent in academia, where she remains to this day. She began as a professor of the National Autonomous University of Mexico, or UNAM, which is very famous and globally recognized university in Mexico. Eventually, she became the head of the engineering department, and today she's Professor Emeritus, the first woman to reach the status at the university. 
Hmm. Sounds like she was a hard worker and pushed her career forward just like Shakuntala. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time to visit the Agora. In Greek society, the Agora was the central meeting place of the city where the news was shared. So now we're going to share some news from the listeners. <laughs> okay. So at the Agora today, the news is, well, it's us. We're going to share us. So go us. Yay. Because according to the Feedspot website, we are listed in their top 10 list of women history podcasts. Yay. Yay. So go us. We'll have a link to that list on our website. Yeah. Make sure to check out the Feedspot website and see us in their top 10 list. So great. Well, we really want to continue sharing great news from our listeners. If you have any news to share, big or small, please send them to our email, shebuildspodcast at gmail.com. Let's celebrate your accomplishments. Yeah. Before we say Alvida, we want to say Danyavad to CMYK for the music, John W., our technical producer, and most of all, much obliged to all of you, Danyavad, for listening. We hope you enjoyed learning about Shakuntala and Leda along with our banter and that you are inspired to find out more about them and other amazing professional ladies. Again, Danyavad. So, She Builds Podcast, it's a member of the Gable Media Podcast Network. Did you know that? And Gable Media, you ask? It's curated thought leadership for an audience dedicated to building a much better world. So be sure to check them out. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L media.com. Please let us know what you thought of our episode. If you've enjoyed it, please help us spread the word. Tell your bridge makers, innovators, civil engineer duos. Give us five stars on iTunes. Write us a review. This will all help us reach a wider audience for more people to learn about these amazing ladies with us. We are excited to hear from you and for you to come back and keep listening and learning about women bosses with us. You can email us your thoughts at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com, leave a comment on our website, shebuildspodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at shebuildspodcast and on Twitter at shebuildspod. And before I say goodbye, I forgot that I was supposed to thank Sonu Gupta, listener, for teaching <laughs> us some Hindi that you heard on this episode. So, Danyavat Sonu. <laughs> yeah, Danyavat. All right, it's time I to say goodbye. Alvida. Sapko Alvida. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like, how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. 
in drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively that <laughs> then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome and i think it's it's so real to this day i i, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me i'm always questioning like us can we do this are we ready to do this are we prepared can we do it did we just decide a name <laughs> we did it guys oh my the one that God. came out of nowhere Woo! it came out of nowhere i liked it i saw it ready to turn your aspirations into reality follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to emerging and chart your own path to architectural success